Kaiju Sensei Ultra Range of the show where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, and future Godzilla and Kaiju in between. I'm your host, Ultra Paincaster Lane. Whoa, whoa, Lane, you don't have to go so fast. It's a new Star Wars soon. In seven hours. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I gotta watch all the movies. Not every single Yeah, I gotta watch episode one, episode two, episode three, then Rogue One, then Solo, then four, five, six, and seven and eight. Oh, don't forget the holiday special because it's Christmas time. Oh, bullshit. We all know you've never seen it. I've never seen it. For being the big Star Wars fan, you've never sat down and watched well, it. Because the truest Star Wars fan doesn't watch the holiday special because special they don't acknowledge its existence. No, the truest George Star- Lucas wants to forget that ever happened. George Lucas' best quote about that movie. If I had time and a hammer, I would go out and destroy every single copy of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so after this, we're gonna hang out for a bit, and then we're gonna go see Rise of Skywalker in theaters. What if it sucks? Oh, that's your opinion. I'm gonna love it. What? Of course. You like anything Star Wars. I do. Star Wars is Star Wars to me. I don't care. I'm like fucking Matt. Yeah, that's right, Matt. I'm calling you out. He doesn't listen to the show. No, I know he doesn't, so I can call him out. Also, we may have other fans named Matt. It's our friend Matt. He he's like a huge Star Wars nerd, but he hates the new movies. Ever since Disney bought fucking Star Wars, he hates everything. But if you're a true Star Wars fan, you'll like anything, regardless of who makes it. Well, we don't live in that world anymore. Okay. What are you looking up? Uh, I'm just looking up how many episodes we've done of Ultra Rangers. <laughs> Might just be quicker if I went to YouTube. Oh, 109? Well, that's total episodes total. Yeah, that's total episodes altogether. I don't want to see that. Oh my goodness. Why is it taking so long for us to get this started? Oh, hey, new Godzilla review by uh, Brandon, Brandon cool. Tennell. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so we're all we're really excited to go see Rise of Skywalker. Well, I don't know if Gar is, but... Uh, I'm excited to... Okay, I'm excited to watch... Whatever they give me. Yeah. Um, 
So we got we got some news today. Yeah, we got Short stories. Oh, we got yeah, we got some major news. One, one that the two of them, which are like fucking huge deal, <laughs> we call the yeah. fucking cat Markiplier face. Yeah. All right. Uh, we started the year off with episode sixty-four. So right. one hundred nine took away sixty-four. Yeah. We've done 45 episodes this year. Mm. That's actually not bad. Not bad Plus at all. a special, so yeah, definitely not bad. There we go. So, yeah, uh, a ton of things happen, for starters. Uh, the Super Act convention happened. Supercon? Yeah, Supercon. It was a fucking success. Oh yeah, it was so great to be there. It was awesome to see all the Ultra guys. Yeah, Riku cried on my shoulder. Like, cause he was like, he's like... Wait, you're a Canadian? You're a fan of Jade? Yeah, I love you. Oh, uh, just I start crying on my I nose. smoked pot with with Guy. And Hayata. And Hayata. 80-year-old Hayata and I just smoking it up. No, no we, we weren't there. No, unfortunately, we weren't there because I I live on zero dollars and zero cents. Me too. Uh, well, I was busy with my fucking long week of training at Denny's. I honestly forgot that it happened. Like, I was expecting it to be later in December. I wasn't expecting it to just immediately happen. I'm like, shit. But from what we saw, it was pretty cool. Like, apparently, like, Guy showed up behind the audience and, like, he was playing his, uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Ormica. Yeah. And, uh, like, everyone lost their shit. Holy fuck. But, yeah, everyone came back and, like, it seemed like it was a really fun time. Everyone enjoyed themselves, so. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone's having a good time. Especially the creators of the Shin Ultraman movie. Because they finally, because sh- they showed off Ultraman's design for the movie. And it's, okay. I like it because it actually, he actually looks, like, alien-like. So if you like zoom in on this fucker, it even looks like like a found footage like picture. But yeah, I like how like look how like tall and slim he looks. Like he actually looks alien like. Like his legs are super long and skinny, and uh, he's a really shiny silver like chrome almost I'd say. And the interesting part about him is he has no color timer. Yeah. So this this design is a. Uh... The original concept design. Yeah. Uh, Okay, apparently the film was titled Shin Ultraman Fantasy Tokusatsu Film. Because it's a joke about how the original Ultraman show is called Ultraman, like a special effects fantasy series. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, The look of Ultraman is said to be in line with the original art design by Tohi... Tohi Narita. Yeah. With the most noticeable change to design being the absence of the iconic color timer and eye holes. Hideki Ono, who was providing the screenplay, stated this look was designed to get back to the beauty of the original design while incorporating the body shape of original suit actor Ben Furuya. Furuya. Which he was actually there. Yeah, so, like, I, I like it because he looks, he looks more, like, alien-like. I, I like to think that's what actually Ultraman look like. They're just, like, very tall slim beings i i just feel like without the color timer he looks weird huh a, he looks a bit weird i think i think the ultraman you can you can tell an ultraman by his head you see that iconic head that's that's why i know it's ultraman 
but it's also just like you know like the color timer was like dead center on his chest so it's like it's kind of like that's where your eyes like lead to it. yeah it's like a centerpiece it's like if Iron Man didn't have the arc reactor on his chest mm-hmm. watch some some fans gonna point out oh here's a suit of Iron Man without the arc reactor <laughs> Fucking be Iron Man without the arc reactor. He has the elf shoes. Oh, he has the elf shoes. Because <laughs> he has a, he has pointed toes. But no, I I like it. So it'll be really cool to see that in motion. So well done. I, mean, I I didn't expect to see the design so early. Neither what neither was I. Just that was the only information they gave us about this. And yeah, that's all we need because it gets us hype. But like we know what you guys want. You want to see what Ultraman's gonna look like. And I think it's also just like with the image, it doesn't do justice. No. Like the uh, image where he's with the where he's in the I want to say mountain range. It's just like people are gonna look at this and be like, oh, he looks awful. He looks terrible. It's like they showed this at a convention quickly, and this is the only still image that we have. Yeah. And. He's not doing a huge action pose. He's not flying or fighting anything. It's just... He's standing there. It's a reference shot. Yeah. Like that's how big he's going to be compared to like that little village there. With the ferry. Yes. The, ferry. the mountains. I just want to put Godzilla's head over it. Just... There you go. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very good. Very exciting. Where's my figure arts? And uh, speaking of movie news, so the trailer for the Ultraman Taiga movie has come out, and this was at like this was like two a.m. when they released it. I was about to go to bed. I'm like, oh, trailer! All right, let's see them all coming back. What? 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 So, yeah, we're not just getting Rosso and Blue cameo in the movie, we're getting fucking all the new generation heroes. We're getting Ginga Victory, X, Orb, G, Rosso, and Blue. And there's also talks of Asahi being in the movie, Taro's voice actor, of course, and for some bizarre reason, in the casting list, it said Powered. So it's like, Powered? What are you doing here? No, why not? Uh, yeah, and apparently the plot of the movie is that Taro is, like, evil, and he tries to be the shit of his son. Just, just, and it's not even just the Ultraman showing up. No. It's legit, like, all their actors are coming back. Well, yeah, we're gonna see Riku. Riku will be Ultra for the rest of his fucking life. This guy. Yeah, and someone pointed out, like, I also noticed... Look at the X divisor yeah. on the Daichi. So something happens to X again. Because so, cause someone made like a, a four picture tweet of just like, oh, look at all these times X has been like out of commission. And, and one of the pictures was just him being flipped over. Yeah. So it's like. Guys, just, guys just looking at that be like, heart of the cards? Gino-san! Real Ultraman Gino! Yeah! We also have a cool shot of the Tri-Squad together. So, yeah, we're going to get them all three in the movie. But which what? I think goes to my theory that uh, Omari and Perico become t- uh, Titus and Fuma. 
inner data to gain the power that they don't need to be uh they don't have to interchange anymore. That'd be cool. They probably regain their physical form. So that's what I want to see. I want to see the Tri Squad fighting as like one team. There's also this cute little stock photo of just just Homare, freaking Homare, Hiroyuki, and uh. Parika. Yeah, Parika. Just and you see Katsumi and Isami in the corner, but just their dead ass like stare at Katsumi. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> whenever you're trying to explain Ultraman to someone. Uh but yeah, so uh, this was a big surprise, so it'll be really cool. And watch Sarah's gonna show up too. Probably. Yeah. Uh so the a uh, movie will be directed by the person that did the TV series, Ryuchi Ichi- Ichino, and uh, Takano Nakano, who did Ultraman Orb, he'll be writing the film script. And, oh yeah, we also got the title of it, Ultraman Taiga the Movie, New Generation Climax. Uh, and it'll be coming up March 6, 2020. Oh yeah. We don't have a cool poster here for some reason. Why don't we have the cool poster? Oh, we have our stock photos. What the heck? <laughs> look, at, look at all of them. I know. They look so good together. We watched all those shows. What have we done with our lives? I don't know. Talk about Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Why are you guys still wearing the same fucking clothes? <laughs> Come on! You, you say that about them. But then you have guys... They're part of an organization. They, it's part of their uniform. What about Riku? Riku, he's a precious little child, so he can wear whatever the fuck he wants. What about Guy? Guy's a badass. You don't question it. He can wear whatever the fuck he wants. Okay, so you just have a problem with Katsumi and Isami wearing the same outfit. They live in a fucking clothing store! They have no fucking excuse! No excuse! Change your fucking clothes! Wait, now I know how the Mega Force cast. Dad is. fucking bitch slapped the fuck out of both of you. Just being like, change your goddamn clothes. Fuck. Happy! Yeah, hey, man. You gotta be happy about this. I wonder if Riku's gonna fucking hook up with uh, Asahi. I don't know. I think Zero's kind of hitting on that. No, Zero fucking. What's her face has the hots from X, that scientist chick. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one I thought was really hot. Yeah. Um, so next up, Super Mario releases Notice of Winning Appeal versus UM Corporation. So uh, they released on their official website the whole laydown of their like battle with UM Corporation. You know, the guys that were like, oh, we own the international rights to Ultraman. Not you guys who actually made the show. We do. Right. Winners, loser. <laughs> loser. 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 So, yeah, so that's cool that they, like, kind of show... We're not going to go into well, it because no. it's too much, yeah, but... it's way too much. Basically, from what this is understanding, they've been doing... Like, they've been going after this since 2015. Fuck. Yeah. Like, uh, we need ultra back, guys. Please. Think of all the stuff that they've done so far. Now that they had the international rights back, Blu-ray releases and anim- several animes, freaking a lot of stuff. 
Also, I was thinking about if they're doing a huge push for the new generation hero stuff, what if that's an indicator that the next season will be not connected to it at all? Who knows? Like, maybe it's like the, like, that's why Taiga has a huge push for it. It's like, it's the final chapter of the new generation era. That'd be cool. I mean, I said, you know what, like, have a, have the next Ultraman just be like a traditional one. Like, go back to basics. You know, fights a kaiju. (laughs) No son of anyone. No. Go back to being like a science patrol organization and. Do what X did. Yeah, do what X did. Without the crossovers. Without zero. And Max. No, no zero. No zero. And Nexus. And Ginga. But you can fight with Canada. And Victory. Yeah. And Ultraman. And Tiga. Just don't cross over in the Ultraman. Make him his own original. He's in his own dimension. So Tiga. Yeah. We just want Tiga. Yeah. More Tiga. Uh. Yeah. More Ultra, please. More Ultra, please. Also, they uh one of the things that they brought about this whole UM Corporation thing was. Uh, they did a logo thing. So, for a while, for us, we had this English logo for Ultraman, in which it was made by UM Corporation. Mm-hmm. Subaraya has stated, that is not the official Ultraman title. This is, in which they released their own English uh, logo. Now I feel, oh my goodness, there's like almost 50 episodes, there's almost like 30 episodes worth of like, the, like, the wrong logo now. But that's all that we had. Yeah, hmm. I remaster Old Tranger in like 10 years. I'll freaking change it. There you go. With nice high definition. Yep. Fucking nope. Nope. What? Nope. What? Nope. But they're Ultraman guys. I, I don't care if they're Ultraman. No. So, at Barnes & Noble, you can now get Ultraman Funko Pops. Why is my wife? You said you like these! Look, Gar, you got, you got Ultraman, you got Ultra 7, Ultra Ta- Mantar, Ultraman Jack, Bolton? You love Bolton! Well. You know what? Yeah, they're not that bad. Oh, may I have your Rice Krispie Treat? It's a Rice Krispie Square, you Canadian tool! I know. I like treats. Treats just sounds cooler. Yeah, well, shit sounds better than poop. Thank you. And this ain't candy, this is poop. So you're poop or candy. It's shit. So yeah, we're getting Funko Pops of Ultraman. Look- Where's my Zafi? I'm pissed. I want Jeed. No, Zafi, 0 out of 10. No, Jeed, 0 out of 10. Like... Now, you know you're going to have that person, which I've already ran into that person in one of the comment sections of all these news stories with the Funko Pops. Oh, where's Ryder and Sentai Funko Pops? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Get, get, get that shit out of here. I mean, not going to lie, Gar. If they released a Comrade or Drive Funko Pop, I'd buy it. You, you know they would only do, like... The original Kamen Rider, if they did. Yeah, we got Ultraman. Father of Ultra, for some bizarre reason. Ultraman Jack. Ultraman Ace. Alien Bolton. And Kagon from Ultra Q. Cool. So, where's my Zafi, Seven, and Taro? What? Weirdest thing, 
weirdest thing of all, these things have been around for like years. But it's just until now that they're finally a thing. Yeah. Well, there was an Ultraman pop. Yeah, there was. Mm. It was just really expensive and rare. It's like an Asian Asian exclusive or something. Yeah, no, these are cool. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why only exclusive to Barnes and Noble. I think that's weird. You can find everything at Barnes and Noble nowadays. Yeah, really. Like they probably have like a rider section. You could probably find the freaking Holy Grail at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> a book about the Holy Grail. Uh, so yeah, so they're about fourteen ninety nine. That's pretty standard for pop vinyl, and the rest of the Funko Pops available have a price point of twelve ninety nine. So next, so a new Ultimate Luminous Premium set for Ultraman has also been announced. One of which being Ultraman X and Grisa Form One. Yay! So yay! If you ever wanted a Grisa figure of his first form. There you go. I mean, it's pretty cool looking. Where's my figure of that? Yeah, right? I want it. And X looks really good, too. Yeah, X, X has always looked good. They're five inches tall, and once again, with the Luminous line, their whole gimmick is that they light up in the dark. Yep. Uh, this set will be coming out in February of 2020 for 7,000 yen. Oh yeah. That's not bad. No, X looks good. I know our Toku dealer actually has a ton of these sets. Oh. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, so now we have a new version of the DX full-powered Gridman Initial Fighter version announced. So it's a new version of the like first episode Gridman mm -hmm. from SSS Gridman. Yeah, from the uh, Good Smile Company. But didn't like Deno Toku Nation review that figure and said it was like a piece of garbage. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that good. Was it just like his version or like? No, he just said overall it was a bad set. It's just he said it felt cheap. Well, maybe this set will be different because it actually comes with, like, much like with the other uh, SSS Gridman figure. This one comes with the. Uh, assist vehicles but they're all repainted to match like the initial fighter version hmm. so they're like decked out in like black and blue that's cool and then yeah you can make uh full power grid man god xenon and then thunder grid man yep yeah that looks good <laughs> I'd, I'd still make him like max Gridman max oh there's max Gridman. yeah buster Gridman, sky Gridman, power xenon power Gridman. Apparently there's no release date or price point yet for this. No, but it'll be like probably like in the eighty dollar range, I'm assuming. Looks cool though. <laughs> uh, more SSSS Gridman news. So there is a stage play coming out, featuring uh the assist the assist characters. Cool. Can we can we actually have like a season two, please? No. Why not? Uh, Ryosuke Takashi will be reprising his role as Caliber, where he will portray the role from the anime, uh, with new cast members being added for the other characters. Masafumi, Yoawa, 
uh, Nagato Okui, and Bishi Kawasumi as Vit. Play will be written and directed by Fumiya Matsuki and will be assisted by Yumi Mitsuzawa. So stage play will run from seven May 7th to the 10th, 2020. In and May 15th to the 17th. Cool. I like the poster for it, though. It looks good. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm not a huge fan of stage plays. Then again, I just watched the uh, 2018 Ultra Live stage play, which that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want, I don't want a stage play of SSS Screaming. I want a sequel. <laughs> well, you're not getting a sequel. You're getting a spinoff. So at Super Eye Convention, and this is our last news story, at Super Eye Convention, uh, the cap, the crew behind SSSS Gridman has announced that there is a spinoff in the works titled SSSS Dynazenon. Gar does not want to consider this to be a sequel. It's not a sequel. How it's is a it spinoff. Why is it not a sequel? Be Explain. First off, none of the original characters are a part of this. Really? The trailer showed otherwise. That was a montage of the first season. Really? Did you not notice that was a montage of the first season? And no. then, boom. No. This is the only still image that we have in which... Weren't we talking about this as well? It's like, where was he in the anime? Yeah. Like, because Dino Dragon never showed up I in think, the anime. I think Tsuburaya fucking has been listening to us. Something's wired. It's probably like this little little black thing that's like... You don't notice this black thing ever since like we started doing Cast Ranger. Hello? Oh no! Cut! <laughs> Cut it! Uh, and it's weird because they, they said... Earlier this year. Oh, yeah. We have no intentions of doing more. Fucking liars. So, but yeah. No, this is really cool. So, like, we're... Spin-off, sequel, call it whatever the fuck you want. But, like, it's it's a season two of... Call it Genesis. fate. Call it luck. But, yeah. They fucking lied to us. Liars. Uh, but I'm very excited for this to come out because it's probably going to be really good. And who knows? Maybe Garno will, like, read... Like, not talk about it again but like just re-watch all SSSS yeah it's only 12 episodes yeah. so it's not that long yeah. but uh no release date has been announced for Dynazenon but it's currently expected to release in 2020 yeah in which uh there's also the uh little bit on the logo saying Gridman Universe meaning this will possibly if this does well as much as the first series did and remember SSSS Gridman did win a Scion award which is like the be-all, end-all sci-fi award in Japan. Yeah. Where even Ultraman has won it several times. Yeah. Uh, we also got a director, a part of this show, uh, Akira Am Amamiya. Oh, wait, Akira Amamiya. The Garo guy? I guess so. Oh, no, I think that's Keita Amamiya. Yeah. Uh, let's find out. These people. Okay, so Akira. Let me, uh, what, what have you directed? Uh, anime list. Let's see what you've done. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Excel World, Black Rock Shooter, Araka 7 AO. Oh, Fulmal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Okay. It's been a huge anime. Oh, he's done Hero Man. Kill a Kill. Here, man, we gotta talk about a couple episodes of. 
Hero Man. Wasn't that the Stan Lee anime? Yeah. I want to talk about that, though. Yeah, Hero Man's pretty cool. Oh, okay. He was one of the key directors for uh, SSSS Gridman. Hmm. That's cool. And another person involved, if I can find a new story again, is uh, Kenichi Hasegawa. So, book. Okay, what have you written? Let's find out. What have you written? Oh. Oh, shit. Writer of Tiga, Dina, Gaia, Cosmos, Nexus, maybe... So, the Heisei era. And he was secondary writer for Double, Forza, Drive, and Ghost. Repl- he was the replacement chief writer. Because remember, the writer fucking bailed halfway through on Ghost. Oh boy. What have you done anime-wise? Oh, he was the head writer of fucking SSS. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Just give us a better first episode. Oh, you also did the Superior 8 Ultra Brothers movie, which I am excited to talk about once we're actually done Gaia. Okay. Gaia! Gaia! Anyways. Let's talk about some Ultra Mans. Episode 32, The Endless Counterattack, a.k.a. Hayata being a dick. It's Ultraman being a dick. Ultraman being a dick. So this uh, episode, we got the country of the episode was the Flame Monster Zambolar. Zambolar. So he was, a, he was an okay looking kaiju, very standard quadruped, four-legged kaiju. <laughs> um, but no, so it seems that Ultraman's very big on bringing other members from different science patrols. So this time we got from the India branch of the science patrol, Patty. <laughs> which, yeah. at first, which at first I thought it was a man. <laughs> How did you think it was a man? Because I thought it was a Japanese woman, and then I realized you told me it was from she was from India, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, she's from India, huh? I find that racist. They all look alike. You're racist. <laughs> to quote Chris Tucker from Rush Hour 2, all y'all look alike. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Patty was pretty. Uh, yeah, so, like, hi, it starts with, like, hi to just, like, drawing, doing straws with Ide, Fuji, Arashi. And it's like, oh, if you guys find, like, the star at the bottom, like, you'll get it. And they're like, oh, I didn't get it. He's like, oh, well, well, see you next well, time. Well, I went by default. Bye. Yeah, bye. And then they, like, figure out that there was no star on the straw at all. And Cap just fucking laughing his ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. You stupid monkeys. And then I, I like to think as Hayato was leaving, he's just like, uh, thank you, Jonius, for showing me that trick. <laughs> Going to get laid. Going to get laid. No. Um, so we find out that there is some, like, volcanic activity coming from this certain area, and it's getting very hot, and, like, fields are getting set on fire, and... Like, instantly... Like, in flames. In flames. Which, kudos to the effects team, because that was... That looked real. Like, they looked like they actually set, like, a field on fire. Well, to me, it didn't look, like, it didn't look real. It looked like a set. 
But I'm just astonished at just how fast they were able to make it look like it was engulfed in flames so quickly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Zemblar is just, like, typical. Just lizard-looking dude. He kind of looked like the, uh, the kaiju from the second episode of Tiga. You know, the four-legged bipedal with the horn thing. Yeah. And uh, what, what was his design stolen from? <laughs> it's not stolen. They, uh... So according to the Ultra Wiki, they reused the Gabadon suit. Uh, Gabadon being the kaiju that was created by the children. Yep. So like, which, I can see like it. when you look at it, it's like, yeah, I see it. I see it in the stomach, and I see it more in like the body. The face is a bit different. And his roar was like a mix of Godzilla's, Gamera's, and Gyra. Yeah, and you can hear it. Um. So he's just. You know, it's going around, causing shit, and Tokyo so, like... Tokyo City, like a big playground. Yeah, so, Hayata's with Patty, and they're, like, scouting out the area and stuff like that, and then Ide, Ide, Rashi, and Cap, they all go into the VTOL, and, you know, they're trying to extinguish the fires and, like, get people out and stuff like that. Burn, burn, burn. Um, and then they, like, try attacking, tracking, uh, t- uh, attacking Zambalar, but, like, you know, he's not having any of it, so he fucks off for a bit. And then, uh, we get, like, this... Just the shot where like fucking like there's just these tanks. It's like for thirty seconds. It's just the same two tanks. Send in the defense force, and it's the two same tanks. But they like make it look like it's like an army of tanks, and then and like you can see the strings that are like pulling them pulling them along and stuff like that. It's just so bad. Is that a sweater vest I see? (laughs) Is he wearing a sweater vest? What's that? Oh fuck! It was from one of the Red Letter Media episodes where they found, where they thought that they had the uh, Star Wars Episode Eight trailer, oh. but it's a fan made trailer. It's like, wait, is that a V neck? Is that someone's garage? <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah. So and like, so Patty gets like injured or something like that, and like you know she can barely stay awake. And Hyta's like, oh, stay here. I'll I'll go help. Like, cause she's supposed to be on vacation or something like that. Yeah, she's on leave for a week, so like she's. She's in Japan. Yeah, she's in Japan. She can, you know, she's the only woman who can speak Japanese, so that's interesting. Um, but then she just, like, this woman just fucking does not give up. She's like, she's like, no, I decided to come help. It's my, I'm on vacation, but I'm a science patrol officer. It's my duty. Then I get paid double time. Yeah. Wait, do we get paid at all? Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, they, oh, yeah, they get paid twice a month. Yeah. We found that out because of, oh. Freaking... Not Gabagon. Yeah, Gamma Kajira. Gamma Kajira. Oh. That's one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, so, and then we get to this shot where, like, Hyatus is, like, he, he's going up because he's going to, like, transform into Ultraman, and, like, then Patty shows up, and he's just like, God damn it! This fucking woman's so persistent. Like, he runs up the stairs where he sees, like, this open field, and I'm just thinking, how many times do you think they had to take... How many takes they had? Yeah, how many takes did they have to take to get him to run up the stairs without falling? And then it just shows, like, this scene where you just, like, you know, it's just a camera pan around this, like, giant open area, and, like... We found Ultraman Rosso. We found Ultraman Rosso embedded in the rock, and, like, well... it was a tree outline. Yeah, so we'll put put a picture up. Yep. So there you go, Cigar knows that. And then we just get the weirdest thing where, like, you just hear all this nature... And then it cuts to this one shot where you just hear, like, all this, like, you know, the silent, like, nature. It's really quiet. And then you just see Zambalar just walking in the back. Just boop, boop, boop. And then you just see him go, like, Arr! 
just roar, but you don't hear it anything. And just guard died for like five minutes. You couldn't handle it. Because it was just like, you expect to hear the roar, but... Did a roar. Like, just... <laughs> like him just doing it, just like... It also reminded me of a GMK behind the scenes with uh, with Baragon. Because like Baragon's suit actor was a, was a woman. So it's like behind the scenes, when she roared, it was... Gah! Gah! I forgot Baragon. Every time I forget Baragon, I'm just remembering Godzilla whipped him in a helicopter. Best shit ever. <laughs> That's the most, like, dis- like, pathetic fucking way to get your ass kicked. Just, oh, the Godzilla going through- <laughs> That's how I want to fucking go, just a kaiju being thrown at me. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say in a helicopter. Oh, I want to get- I want to die in a helicopter with a kaiju being thrown at me. Um, anyways, so, god, yeah, go, go watch Final Wars, whatever the fuck was from. So Giant fun. Monsters All Out Attack. Yeah, that's what it was from. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so, yeah, so then Hyatt's finally able to turn to Ultraman, and, like, you know, the, just, the, the side patrol's just been busy fucking, I mean, they, for a while, they were able to hold him back, but then, like, uh, Zambalard, like, melted all the tanks, and just kept showing the same shot of the tanks getting fucking melted. It was, like, it was... There were, like, probably three different shots of the tanks being destroyed, and they would, like, swap them around. And make it look like, oh, there's, like, like fucking, like, like, 40 tanks being melted by, by Zambalar. Kind of, uh, it's a, you know, it's a cheap filming technique where yeah. it's, like, like, the different shots that you do make it look like more is happening. Yeah. A uh, big example is, like, in the final Planet of the Apes movie, Battle for Planet of the Apes, um, there's supposed to be an army shot of... All the apes fighting the humans who have military weapons. Problem is, didn't really have that much of a budget, so we can't have an army. So what do we do? We scatter them out across the field, make it look like it's bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So the Hydra finally transforms into Ultraman, and like you know, he's whooping his ass and stuff like that. Huh. Just throws him around, does his normal shit, and then finishes him off with a fucking spacium ray. That's the thing, though. He didn't explode. He just Died. Hey, well, that's how the kaijus mostly do die in this in this show. They just fall over dead. And he's dead, Jim. So he's gone, and then like they all get back, and it's like, oh, and Patty makes like a fucking comment, and they're all like, ah. I've seen the three. I've seen the uh, or what is it? The three landmarks of Japan. Three, yeah, earthquakes, monsters, and Ultraman. Here's your parachute. Get the fuck out of the jet. <laughs> <laughs> she gets stuck in a tree just right beside her just sees Hoshina you also made a bad joke uh, so yeah so overall that was, an, that was an okay episode it just didn't feel like too much happened but like I think I think I think the kaiju makes the episode as well mm-hmm. so like Zamblar he, he wasn't that interesting so it just I was like eh he could breathe fire and that's the thing as well. There was no explanation of like how, oh, he was a rate like he was radioactive. He was from ale. He was from space. No, just Here's some girls' pet bird. Oh wait, that's Tiga. Speaking of Tiga. Alright, we gotta talk about the MVP of this episode. And that is... 
Morino Torada. Yeah, so... Mother... Yeah, Minori Torada. So, fucking... Toyota Dopak from Colorado Double. Takadora's dad from Gaim. Uh, fucking badass old guy from episode 12 of Jeed. Asakura. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes of all time. This guy showed up in Tiga as a scientist. Uh, so yeah, so episode 32, The Defense of Zelda Point. Zelda? Yeah, so fucking Zelda Point. Um, so... This guy, like, Nezu, that's his character's name, Professor Nezu, he, he invents this, like, gas called the Zelda gas. Which, it's, uh, has been tested a lot, it's, and it's apparently very, it's flammable. It's very, <laughs> inflammable means flammable? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very, it's a very highly concentrated, uh, gas, and it, it explodes very easily. Like, like, a okay. single drop. Can, like, blow up a fucking house. Oh, shit. I thought it was a water truck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so the kaiju of this episode is the, not even joking, the strange bird, Sheila. So this kaiju was literally... Just a mutated this bird. chick's pet bird. Yeah, Nezu's daughter. Nezu's deceased daughter. Cause her pet bird. Her pet bird. Yeah, so this, like, happened 20 years ago... And he left like a vial of the sell the gas out, and they accidentally knocked it over, and it exploded the house. But uh, Sheila managed to fly away in time, but unfortunately, she got like really badly fucking burned while she was escaping, and then eventually turned into this giant burnt mutated bird thing. Okay, so it happened in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, because because Tiga's supposed to take place in two thousand seven. And then Dino takes place in 2017. What the fuck? Yeah, 10 years. What yeah. the fuck? That's why Dino showed up in Origin Song to be like, hey, you get to be in an Ultraman project the year you're actually supposed to be in Ultraman. Oh, wow, yeah. Jeez. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Sheila actually looks pretty cool. Like, you can tell... like. Because once we found out what he wa what she was and uh, like what her origin was, like because at first we were like, oh wow, she's all like messed up, like, she's got like holes in her wings, and but then like it's like, oh, we know why, because like she's a giant burnt, severely burnt kaiju. I, I'm sorry, like I like the design until you get to the head. I like the head. I am terrified. Like if you, you like do this. not know this, I am terrified of big birds. Yeah. Rest in peace, Carol Spinney. So you don't like you don't like Big Bird? I always get the every fucking time. Every every time I say I am terrified of big birds, everyone always thinks about oh, Big Bird from Sesame Street? No, I'm talking about real big birds, like geese and pigeons. Can we just make the thumbnail just fucking Sheila on the Big Bird's head? Well, I'll do it for Carol Spinney, because he passed away recently. He did. Rest in peace, Big Bird. I miss... Uh, he, got, he, had, he died of bonitis, essentially. It was like a muscle spasm disorder. But, come on, Ultraman. Let's do the alphabet. S stands for... Sure. Um, so it's, it's really fucking sad, and so, like, the whole, like, uh, 
so they try to like attack Sheila from like a to do like a flanking maneuver, but the general of the TPC or whatever is just like, no, you're gonna fucking attack it straight on. We need to adjust its course so it doesn't go towards Zelda Point. And so in that, Daigo and Munakata get really injured. Yeah. And so Munakata needs like emergency surgery, and Daigo he's okay. Like you know he's got some Bro- chest wounds, but he has some chest wounds. Probably broke his arm. Um, and Reno Reno like helped him, patched him up and stuff, and he. You know they're fucking dating now. Like, you can tell they're together because like, they're always around together. They're dating off screen. Yeah, they're probably not fucking or anything, but... Probably had, like, one makeout session. A couple makeout sessions, yeah. No, 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 it's gotta be one. Like, like they tried to do it once, and then she realized Daigo never kissed a girl before. <laughs> Daigo's a virgin. It's a... I mean... What about, what about you? Ah, fuck my dolphin. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um... So we actually get to see like that the explosion in the house from twenty years ago from but, like three different shots. It's sad, and like ne- Nezu feels really really bad about it. So he's trying to make amends. So everyone thinks that uh, Sheila's after the the Zelda gas, like it wants to you blow it up to blow up uh, like one tenth of the the country, as the the guy described. But we find out in the end that no. He is trying to get rid of the Zelda gas so that it cannot cause any more harm to anyone. Yep. Because even though even though she lost uh, her precious owner, she's still a good bird. Good bird. Good birdie. I'm a bird. Yeah. Bird person. Bird. Um. So they like even they 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 try to go in and attack it and like then they realize what they're doing and like even even uh it, it's interesting is like. So, like, remember when Daigo injured his arm, and then every time he transformed Ultraman, he'd, like, his hand was kind of fine? Yeah. This time, he actually could still... He was pretty wounded, so, like, when even when he transformed to Daigo, he still felt his, he like, like, his wounds. He had, like, immense chest pain. And he, and he was like, ah! And then, like, freaking <clears throat> Sheila knew exactly where to hit him and stuff. And uh, and so, eventually, like, Tiga just... He didn't do anything. Good thing Tiga didn't... Good thing no one was watching Tiga and then Daigo. Really? <laughs> just putting two and two together. Oh my god. No. Um, so, You're mimicking Tiga. Yeah, so then, uh, so Sheila eventually, like, gets the Zelda gas, and, like, Nezu has it, and he's like, oh, oh, you want to take it? Okay. Take it up in the space. And swallows it. And so Nezu dies, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but he was like, he's like, oh, I can be with my daughter now, so it's okay. And then, uh, so Tiga helps Sheila get into space. And with, with guts. They yeah. get wires and they, like, pull her up into space. Yeah, and then she gets, uh, purified and she returns to, like, I guess, like, her actual form. And she just looks like this giant yellow chocobo Wait, thing. she looks like a peacock, but she also looks like Litra from Ultra Q. And, and a chocobo. Uh, I was, like, I was thinking more like, oh, they're probably going with, like, the Immortal Phoenix thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it'll die but rise again. Yeah. But I don't think that's the case. Also, Nezu's, like, I want to say spirit went with them. Because, like, you just see a ball, like, lift from his body and join. Nezu. Yeah, that's what, like, purified her. And then you see, like, a, the ghost of Sheila just being, like, or of the, the daughter just going, like, Sheila! <laughs> It's a fucking never-ending story, yeah. When I was playing Jedi Fallen Order, I had that moment. I was on Kashyyyk, and I was, I was with this, like, uh, this giant bird thing. It was literally a fucking never-ending story moment. 
Yeah, Peter, you're really heavy. Yeah, we're going we're down. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like the ending to the first never-ending story. I, I personally like the never-ending party. Never-ending <laughs> party. Say my name, Bastion. Say my name, Moonshot. I'm guessing that's a robot chicken sketch. Yeah. Never-ending party. Uh, it, it was a bizarre episode. But I I liked it. It just felt like it felt very impersonal, you know, like not not to me, like and like anything happened, but just like you know, it just felt like sad because like you know this man was just trying to make something that would like further humanity. Instead, it was became like a thing of destruction, and he lost so much because of it. Like he lost his daughter and he lost his pet bird if you think about it that seems to be like the general message of Ultramantiga think of it every time there's a kaiju involving with a human it doesn't really end well no like people are fucking dying yeah like, remember, like, right? remember like Hori's college friend dead yeah dead freaking uh the entire <laughs> village up, up in the woods dead uh, Shinjo's sister's boyfriend? Dead. Rina's dead. dead, not dead, but... His assistant, dead. Assistant, dead. Hori's mentor, dead. dead. Oh my god. I feel like making a kill counter now for Ultraman Tika. Bing, bing. Um, uh, what? what, the commander's husband? Dead? <laughs> dead off screen. Dead off screen in Brazil. Brazil, apparently. Uh, what? Well, oh yeah. I was, uh, speaking of speaking of captains, I actually found out recently. Uh, the daughter that was uh Kamiki's the Kamiki's daughter in Ultraman X is actually uh was also uh the Kai's uh, love interest in Magic Ranger. Huh. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, but no, I, I I enjoyed this episode. It was cool seeing uh Minori Tirada. Like, it's... Apparently, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in, like, episode Dianai. He's been in all, the, both Ultra Q movies. Apparently, he shows up again in episode 40 of Ultraman. Tiga. Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, no. I really like this episode. As a completely different character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Now, to Gulito Man. Episode 27, Big Surprise, A Toy Rebellion. A.K.A. Small Soldiers before Small Soldiers. Yeah, so what did what was Takashi upset about this week? Well, apparently some kids were playing with this electronic toy tank thing and shoots paintballs and accidentally hit him and he got really fucking pissed off and he thinks kids are little shits. So he was like, fuck it, I'll make them rebel and injure children. I'm I'm still just thinking about the parallels with him and Joker. So more so, this was an episode about Daichi. Yeah, Daichi. You know, Naruto's little brother, little bratty ass little brother, who um, wants a toy, but his 
mom keeps saying no. So they go visit his, like, friend who got injured by one of the tanks. Taro. And, yeah, Taro. And Daichi steals the tank. I'm gonna play with this while you're stuck in bed. Okay. And then these two people, uh, I think one of them's name was Toro. Yeah, it was Toro and Toru. Yeah, Toro and Toru. And... Uh, they're pretty much, they're like, oh, if we kidnap this kid, like, we'll get, like, five million yen, we can pay off our debt. His dad's really rich, but they mistake Daichi for Taro. Yeah, so they kidnap Daichi. Because he has the toy tank. Yeah. And the chick's hot, actually. I think she was really hot. She was wearing, like, a nice short dress, and I liked it. Right. Uh, not, like, a pervert or anything, but just, like, I, I know it's hot women. Lane will then become Master Roshi. Hang out on an island all alone with a, oh, with a kidding. fucking turtle. Hey man. Hey, at least you have cool fight fighting friends. Oh, I'm gonna invent the k- k- Kamehameha. Kamehameha? That's the Kamehameha. Or the turtle wave. Freaking loving the, the one of the dubs of uh, Dragon Ball Z Goku. It's just like I'm gonna use the Kamehameha. <laughs> Goku. Fuck off, Goku. Fucking Dragon Ball Z, the only dub where freaking it was dubbed by Sean Schemmel, and then when on his way to Namek, he was dubbed by an entirely different voice actor, and then when he came back, landed on Namek, it was Sean Schemmel again. Is there a reason why Sean Schemmel? I I have no idea, but I guess he was busy, and so they got because like he sounded like he had a cold the whole time he was on Namek. He's like, I'm gonna get to Namek. Oh no, I'm about to get thrown to the sun. Maybe use my Kamehameha wave to get out of the sun. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, look it up. It's funny. Yeah, um, we get the monster, the radio wave monster, Baranga. This guy looks cool. Yeah. yeah. I just wish they did more of him. Like, legit, they, like, we finally get a brand new monster after a long time. That's fucking nothing. Yeah. He it's does like, nothing. He's like, ah! Look how derpy my face says. <laughs> what else happened? Um, Daichi and them. Well, the girl, the girl. Yeah, so the girl realizes that the woman realizes that that's not Dai, uh, Taro, but it's Daichi, and she's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'll try to let you go." And so the guy's like, "Well, I'm gonna get the money." And so he calls the like Daichi's parents. No, no, he calls Taro's mother. Yeah. Which it's like, I have your son. Give me five million yen to get him back. Just they run up to the bedroom. Yeah, run up to the bedroom. He's still there. Toy tank's gone. Where's that? <gasps> it's Daichi. So, 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 so then they go to the father. Yeah, they go to Naruto's father. Five million yen. Well, can we ask for like cheaper? Can we get like a discount? And Naruto's just like, you don't ask for a discount on a ransom. But can we make it cheaper? I mean, five million. That's a lot. And I'm like. Your son's life is in danger. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of a funny joke, though. Like, like, I think that'd be funny in any situation, except in America, because in America, we, we would take it too seriously. And just, oh, that joke wasn't funny. That's a cruel joke. You're a bad writer. You should be fired. It's like, You're a monster. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. You are, and you have incredible mega viruses. You're not the monster guest. He's not the monster guest on. You are. <gasps> Uh, um, it's like we're twelve episodes in, or like twelve minutes in. We saw him gotten Gridman. I'm like, where's Gridman fighting? And then Lane's like, oh, you mean Gridman losing? You mean Gridman getting his ass kicked? Yeah. 
Well, uh, actually, this episode he did get his ass kicked. He was yeah, he, doing a pretty fucking good job. He was beating the shit out of freaking bar- fucking like Baraka. elbowing him, fucking th- threw him into a bunch of shit. I thought he was gonna bust his kneecap. Yeah, at one point. Um, and so yeah, so the woman like runs away with Daichi, trying to get her out, but the toys are like fucking following them and attacking them, and so they're like hiding and they're like scared shitless. Uh, and yeah, so then they run. Uh, they try to make the deal. But, like, the parents are obviously not going to pay 5 million yen, so they put, like, newspaper clippings in a bag. And so they're arguing over, like, oh, should we give them the bag? Like, I don't know what to do. And so they throw the bag off the bridge because, like, the guy was like, oh, drop the bag under a bridge in, like, a minute. And it, like, this police officer on a bike, uh, dr- bikes by, gets hit in the head by a bag. And for, like, 30 seconds, he's just on the ground going, like, writhing in pain and like the the kidnappers just like oh fuck oh and this then, is like, fake but you know Naruto and his parents not being idiots they shut up the officer hey he kidnapped our son get him what and so like he almost gets somebody doesn't oh well, he catches them yeah he does catch him uh, unfortunately it is not officer Kogan Mura or Kogan Mora. Koganimura. Yeah, Koganimura. Because apparently he has been replaced by Officer Amagasaki. Oh, and this is the guy we were talking about before. Yeah, this is the guy that I kept putting in my notes as, like, early on Gridman. This is the guy that I reference. Because, you know, in the casting, like, in the cast, he's actually known as Officer Amagasaki, where, like, Koga doesn't. It's just, like, you know, Koganimura. Koganimura. Um, yeah, so, like, Gridman, Gridman's fighting and stuff like that, and apparently, like, Yuka and Ipe have just been down by junk the whole time. Got any threes? Go fish. We're playing checkers. You remember when Yuka kissed, uh, Nato? Yes! I know! That was awesome. Just, but... just Ipe, like, I swear to fucking Christ. Um, so then, uh, he turns into Thunder Gridman. It still looks cool. It still looks amazing. Well, except for the, the established shot when the form's completed. Because they just stretched it out and, like, made it look like... It's fugly. They could have just literally took a camera and just went, like, woo! Pretty much. Bam. But no. Um, and he just uses his super grid beam and fucking kicks his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, he's not super grid man. He's like king... He's king grid man. Uh, king grid man. Super grid man's when he's with the uh, uh, assist vehicles. Oh yeah, uh, and so then uh, the toys are all gone. The kidnappers, the they get let go because they're not pressing charges, and it's like, oh, the five million dollars that you lost because that's why they're ran- ransoming the kid for five million dollars is because they saved up money to keep the factory open, but then they lost the money on the way to the bank. On the way to the bank. Where's the money? Where else? The bank. Banks. Where else? Where's the money? <laughs> um, and yeah, so it kind of just ends like, and it was funny because like Hondich for the whole episode is just like, yes, yes, here's these toys. Yeah. Fuck up these kids. And Tonks, she's just being a little fucking asshole. Me. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. So. Uh, next episode of Gridman looks very interesting. Yeah, I was expecting us to watch two episodes, and you're like, nah, 
I want to record now, so I have time to watch Star Wars Episode Eight: The Shitty Jedi. Hey, no, it's a good movie. No, it's not. It is. It's a mediocre movie at best. And you're a mediocre movie at best. I know I am, but at least I appreciate it. Uh, um. So yeah, I think out of all these episodes, I think the Teague episode was my favorite. I would say the Gridman episode's my favorite. It had like it had its it had some good action, just. Had a funny sub, had a, had a good main plot. Ultraman, we had a lot of laughs with though. Ultraman, we just oh my goodness, we had a heyday with. Ultraman may Ultraman may win the best scene of the episode just with like Zimbola just <laughs> him shouting at nothing. Yep, and we found Rosa. And we also did find Rosa. Yep. So uh, I guess that's. It for Ultra Ranger this year. Forever. Not forever. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see y'all in 2020. This has been a fun year of Ultra Ranger. Yeah. Recorded 45 episodes. We could have done more. Could have done so much more. Uh, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. You know, how I was jobless for five months straight. And I was stressing over being a manager for a long time. Oh my goodness, like yeah, at the beginning of the year when we had to keep changing the freaking Cast Ranger schedule. Man, that guy was called the Schedule Caster. Fucking hated that. Mm. Uh, yeah, and now I work at Denny's. Yeah. That'll be fun. And the uh, 2020 looks very promising. As uh, we'll actually be wrapping up... Uh, we'll actually be wrapping up Denko Chojin first with, uh, in, in like February. Yep. And then, uh, we'll also be wrapping up Ultraman. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you, you know what? Oh, I'm going to quickly bring it up. Uh, after Ultraman, we will be actually talking about a new show. It's very short. It's brief. And I feel like it's fitting since it's better than talking about two episodes of Tiga mm-hmm. consistently. Uh, we'll be talking about the night. The shelved 1995 show, which was later brought back in like 2000, uh, Ultraman Neos. Ultraman Neos. I'm going to see what he looks like real quick. I'm slightly curious. Yep. So let's see, what shows did we finish this year? We finished X, Rube, the SSSS, Gridman anime. Wow, he looks just like Ultraman. Yeah. (laughs) He literally just looks like Ultraman. Yeah. Uh, what, what else is there? Oh, yeah, next year we'll be celebrating our three-year anniversary. Season four is happening. Damn. Which, uh, we already have three shows planned out for season four, which, as usual, like, like it's obvious what we're going to be doing. It's Ultra 7 Ultraman Dyna. But then we also have a third show uh, we'll be talking about, just so that, you know, the, sh- the episodes just keep, not that they keep going, but just so that they're a bit longer. In length, but uh, Ultraman Towards the Future. Okay, the uh, the show featuring Ultraman Great. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We'll probably do something big for episode 150 whenever we get to it next oh, year. Wait, 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 go down? What? So we're not getting into Ultra 7 until like fucking May? Yeah. Shit! <laughs> Dude, we still have like 12 or so episodes of Fuck, Tiga. Fuck, we're still talking about Tiga till May? Yeah? Damn! Damn! 
It's a lot of fucking Tika. Well, think of it. We do one. Jesus. Think of it. We do one episode a week. It's 50 episodes. That's a year. Wow. This... God damn, Tika didn't know when to fucking stop. <laughs> it just kept going. Going. No wonder the dub didn't go anywhere. What do we do? I don't know. It's all episodic. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Yeah, that's so, it. That's, that's, that's our fucking last episode for 2019. Yeah. 109. Good way to end that. 109. I wanted to end it with 108, but no. No, you had to be working at Denny's all week. I'm sorry. You mean 110. Yep. Yeah, what did I say? You said 108. Okay, 110. That's yeah. what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love doing a little funny cry. Anyway, schwa for now. Schwa for now, everyone. I hope you have a happy holidays, and yeah. we'll see you back in 2020. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. And Tip Top Tet. And Schwamis. Schwamis. We're We're Father of Ultra. We'll send you gifts. No, Caltrain King will send you fucking. No, it's Father of Ultra. He, he his host is Santa Claus. Father of Christmas. Schwa for now. <laughs>